Hi, welcome to another episode of the Well.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigginton. In this week's episode, I got to chat with Dane and Dylan Rush from Viper Industrial about how they started their company and some history about their family. If you haven't checked out one of these chairs yet, they are built to last and your back will thank you for picking one up. They talk about how they got the name for their company from a snowmobiling trip with their dad, being involved with the process at every step of production, and some new exciting things you can expect to see from them in the near future. Do you want to introduce yourselves to our audience just in case they're not familiar with your work and your company? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My name is Dane. I'm one of the co-founders of Viper Industrial. And I'm Dylan. We're brothers. I am the other co-founder of Viper Industrial. And we manufacture the most badass shop chairs in the world. That is true. If you haven't seen them, you got to check them out because these things are hardcore. Yeah. Uh, so y'all don't look like brothers. That's the first thing I get. You guys look, look. That's why we have the same clothes, the same shirts. I know. The, <laughs> I guess that's the matching outfits is the way to just try to sell it. But yeah, no, we're definitely brothers. It's actually a funny family story. For the longest time growing up, I actually thought I was adopted. <laughs> thought I was adopted, and I didn't push that at all. Right? <laughs> yeah, you never said no, no, absolutely not. Mom and dad don't love you. <laughs> so speaking of your family and upbringing, tell me a little bit about your background because your dad's been in the industry for quite some time. Tell me a little bit about your life just in the welding and just metalworking industry. Yeah. So all through growing up, our dad has been, he's been the stereotypical garage guy, right? He's always been working on stuff. He's always had 10 projects going at one time in the garage. And he's, we were there right along his, right by his side, helping him work on all these projects. And the first project that I remember was him working on a, he was doing a kit car and it was a Lamborghini Countach. Oh, dang. Right? So he, yeah. He was building a, Kunt, a kit car Countach in, in the garage. And I remember being out there helping him and messing around and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's kind of actually where he started his first business, which was Rush Machine and Design where he made tube benders, tube notchers, and fabricating equipment. So basically how that came about is he was building this Lamborghini, right? And he needed to bend some tubing and he didn't have a machine to do it. So he couldn't afford to buy one. He's like, I'll make one. As you do, right? You know. Yes. <laughs> so he made this machine that bent the tubing that he needed for the kit car. And he's like, you know what? We should, I could try selling these things. So partnered up with one of his, one of his high school buddies. And they started selling these things. And that's how Rush Machine Design started. And then he poured 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears into that and grew it into an amazing company from making tube benders to power hammers to just small little hand tools as well. He's had other projects going on. He built an airplane in his garage. He's built numerous West Coast choppers, other Harleys, and just honestly, you name it. And all throughout the time, Dan and I have been right by his side, helping him work on all this stuff, restored multiple muscle cars and whatnot. Yeah, since day one, we're in the garage grinding with the old man. It's pretty awesome. I guess your dad just never had any cool toys in the garage. <laughs> it's like, that's like the dream of having a dad that's always in the garage and walking out there and say, yeah, we're working on a plane. We're going to work on a Lamborghini. That's insane. Like that yeah. just must have been crazy growing up like that. Yeah, we call him the mad scientist sometimes just because he just out of nowhere comes up with these crazy ideas. And we're like, all right, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> let's do it. Speaking of crazy ideas, tell me about this chair, like the chair that started the revolution for y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So it 
essentially started out because going off of our father again, he, like Dylan was mentioning, was always out in the garage welding, fabricating. And one of the biggest areas of complaint that he had was the stools he was using. While he was welding, he couldn't find a good TIG welding chair, MIG welding chair, like he did with the tube bender. He's like, okay, I don't have a high quality chair, so I want to make one. And piece together this American-made chair from just parts he had laying around in the garage. And one day, Dylan and myself went up to a shop and we noticed the chair right away. And we're like, what the hell is that? Where'd you get that from? He's like, I made it. And we're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let's, what do you want to do with it? He's like, I think you guys should start a company or something. And we built a website, started promoting it, used a lot of his connections that he had in the industry to, to help us promote it as well. And it really just grew legs right there. What were y'all doing before that? The, were you working with him? Were you doing fabrication? Like what kind of industry did were y'all in before you started the company? Yeah, so I, I have a manufacturing background. So I actually worked, I was a design engineer for the, his previous company, Rush Machine Design. And I was still currently employed there when this all started. So eventually Viper Industrial started to gain some headway and I had to make the decision. It's either jump ship or forever regret it. So yeah. I'm young, screw it, let's do this. And I hopped on with Dane and it's been all gas, no break ever since. That's awesome. How about you? I didn't have too much of a manufacturing background. I have more of the sales and finance side of things. And that's what I think allows us to cope together with each other so greatly is because we're from two different areas. If we were two engineers, we'd be clashing heads all the time. Oh, yeah, but yeah. He lets me take the sales side of things, keeping the finances straight, and and he's more on the operations manufacturing side of it. Uh, it fits really well. That's a great balance. I mean, you have everything to be successful all in one family. And you have for quite some time, it seems. Absolutely. Uh, so you started making these chairs. Like, what was the first step of launching it? Like you said, you built a website and everything, but when did it start picking up steam? Yeah, it started picking up when, like I was mentioning, we had, our father had a great, a lot of great connections in the industry. So we had connections with Cornfield Customs, Mike Wagner. He really helped us tremendously to get our name out there. We sent him a chair along with Ryan Fuller and really just utilized all the connections our father had. You utilize those influencers and resources and really pushed on social media presence. Not only that, but as we continue to grow, we hired on good talent. Alex is our chief of branding and partnerships, and he is a huge asset to this team in providing us connections with some of the biggest names in the industry. But not only that, it's, it's the product that, that we stand behind that helps it pretty much speak for itself. When you get this product, you might be looking online and it tends to look like a, an expensive product, but when you actually receive it and you see how much quality goes into that product, you understand where the price comes from and that it's going to last you a lifetime. And that really helped us market itself is just how high of a quality of product that it is. It's hard to find things like that these days. You know, you have Amazon where you can get a new chair tomorrow that'll last you till the next week, you know, and it feels like a lot of stuff, it's really hard to find quality things these days. So knowing this is made in America, handmade, as far as the production side, how involved are you all in that? Are you the ones putting these together, shipping them, packing them, all that kind of stuff? Or like, how does that process go? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Whenever the guys need help out there, we're out there right alongside them doing everything, anything that needs to be done. We're, we'll be out there on the assembly line, package, packaging up orders. We'll be out there sweeping, taking out garbages. You know, we're still a small business, so we wear a lot of hats. And Dana had mentioned before, we got a great team here and we got a lot of good guys and girls 
They had put their blood, sweat, and tears into this company too. And that's also been a huge contributor to our success. Just an amazing team. Yeah, one unique thing with us is we're not only the manufacturer, but we're the seller as well. So typically in this industry, you'll have somebody that manufactures a product and then has a distributor seller for them where we do both. Not only manufacture it in-house, but we also sell it on our own websites and own sources as well. So there's a lot of management that goes into that process, but it's awesome. And speaking on that, I know a ton of people are having a big problem with supply chain. And a lot of that's because people get things manufactured overseas and then bring it over. So it's just a nightmare. But I know in the welding world, material is a nightmare right now. How Mm -hmm. has the supply chain been affecting y'all's business? Have you seen major impacts or have you just been really trying to navigate it with just saying, hey, we need some of this here like from this shop down the road, like how has that been for y'all? Yeah, that's, it, it hasn't been too bad for us at all. The reason being is majority of our suppliers are within like a hundred mile radius. So obviously we have some suppliers outside of that, but majority of the, uh, what we're buying is, material that we're buying is within driving distance. So if there's any problems or delays, like we can just hop on a call and, or just go drive down. Just to drive the, down, man. Just literally, say, hey. Where's my stuff, man? (laughs) You know, see what's going on. But it hasn't thankfully impacted us too bad. And then as far, I was talking to Alex before, and he was telling me about, because we were talking about stainless steel and how there's like a huge stainless steel shortage right now. And we were talking about the rails that you have, like the foot rails on your chairs. Can you tell us about how you make those? Because he said you had to make an entire new machine just to make your own rails and everything. Yeah, obviously with the COVID and everything, the price of raw materials skyrocketed, right? Mm-hmm. And the lead time skyrocketed as well. And Russia. And yeah, the whole Russia-Ukraine crap. We had to figure out a solution and our vendor kept increasing, but we kept seeing price increase after price increase. And we're like, man, we got we to do something about this. It was getting on hand. So we're like, you know what? We found, we did our homework. You know, we found a local supplier that could get the stainless steel that we needed, Right. And then the next challenge or hurdle was we needed a way to make the hoop, right? Yeah. To make it, to take yeah. it one stick and turn it into multiple circles. Lo and behold, enters the crazy mad scientist again. He designed up a rolling machine. Luckily, he has experience in tube benders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was able to design up a rolling machine that will coil the 20-foot stick for us. And we just pop it on a jig, cut it, and weld it. So we were able to bring that entire process in-house and essentially avoiding all of the crazy lead times and price increases and being able to control that part of the chair, that, that part of the chair ourselves, which is pretty crazy. Like then that was, that's one of the key factors, one of the most important components to the chair. So yeah. just having the ability to be able to control that and to do it ourselves in-house is huge. It's something that you don't really see a lot anymore is everything in-house. It seems like everything's in-house for y'all, which if people are out there looking for something, it's you know where this is coming from and you know it's American-made. You're supporting our economy. You're supporting an American business. Like, it's cool. I found all this out and I thought that was very cool. I'm a big fan and I got to get one of these chairs, but chairs isn't it. Chairs wasn't enough. Tell us (laughs) about what spurred you into going into other products as well. Yeah. As we continue to build this brand, we noticed how much people not only relate to our brand, but relate to like our messaging and products as well. And 
what we started noticing is as we're building this brand and as we're getting our names out there and showing that we're just not this big corporate company that we actually like to have fun as well. We're just adorable people. We're like, why don't we launch into products that we've always wanted to do and where we see a problem in the industry? So for example, coming this summer, we're actually tapping into the energy drink space. And you know, no I know way. that no everybody way. and their mother, brother and sister are too, but they're, it, we're taking that brand image that we have. I and mean, not only that, but we formulated all the ingredients in-house as well. And the unique characteristic behind what will be Viper Energy is that it's made for Americans and it's made for our troops, patriots, those that are fighting for our freedoms, police officers, firefighters, nurses, the backbones of, of America. And the reason why is because we're true patriots ourselves. And we've, in the last couple of years, it has tremendously decreased is what we saw of like American pride. And it's almost like, People get shamed for having that American pride now and people are being silenced for voicing their opinions. And we want to put an end to that and stand up to it and create products that stand behind the backbone of this country, which are people fighting for our country. Like I said, police officers, troops, vets, you name it. And not only that, but it's, it's healthy as well. So stay away from artificial ingredients, no artificial flavors, no artificial coloring, sweeteners, and it has vitamin packed, got all your essential amino acids and has a good dose of caffeine as well. So it'll keep you sustained throughout the day. Dang. I think you're talking to the right people. I know welders tend to like an energy drink here and there. <laughs> That's really what it's for as well is blue collar workers, welders, linemen, fabricators, because we just feel that that line of work gets ignored so much in, in corporations these days. And we really want to promote that. And we felt that not only in the garage space, we can do that, but let's branch out into other products as well that the everyday consumer can enjoy. Not everybody may buy a Viper chair. Everybody could buy a Viper Energy. Speaking of Viper in general, where did the name come from? You got that one. <laughs> I, he's, got the, he's got the story. I thought, I so so it's, I'll try and keep it short, but it ties back into our father again, right? I don't even know. Probably if. Seven, eight years ago, we were on a snowmobiling trip in Upper Michigan, in the peninsula of Upper Michigan. And my dad at the time had the latest and greatest Yamaha snowmobile that was out on the market, the Yamaha Viper. Okay. Uh, and we stopped at a local at a local watering hole for some cold beverages. And there was a heavily intoxicated lady there who really wanted to go for a ride on my dad's new snowmobile. And she was very persistent as she wanted to go for a ride on that new Yamaha Viper. And for the rest of the night and for the rest of the snowmobiling trip, we were just calling him Viper. Hey, Viper. <laughs> Got to pick it out of. And then years later, who would, who would ever thought we'd come to start a company? We're like, what should we call it? And yeah. for some reason, the name Viper came up. And I'm like, you mean like from the snowmobiling trip? And he's like, yeah, it, it's cool. It sounds cool. Like, yeah, it does sound cool. <laughs> we just, we honestly just ran with it because it was unique, right? The V, Dan thought right away, he's, boy, I could do a bunch of cool marketing stuff with the letter V. And then obviously we had to spell it different. So we threw the Y in there too. And yeah, that's the short story basically of how we came up with that. That's so pretty amazing. much we can, we can thank the drunk lady at a random bar <laughs> up in Michigan. Like, yeah, hey. go for it. The best things come from drunk people at bars. That's what I tell people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've, right? 
I write music and I was working in a bar in Nashville and it was the basement and the owner, like there was a record store up top and they would have these in-store days where like, artists would come and play. And it was some like someone that had a lot of young fans. And so the owner came down and he was like, hey, don't let any of these kids in here. Nobody, none of these kids are allowed to come in. I was like, oh, I'll chuck them out. And he was like, Chuck Mountain? That's a great nickname. That's what we'll call you. And I was like, okay. And it just stuck. That was like my nickname from then on. But that's awesome. Love it. Might have been a drunk guy at a bar that had a great idea too. Yeah, right. (laughs) On a recent episode, I did talk to a business owner and they were saying that a business is a reflection of its owners. A business is always just going to be as good as its owners. And y'all have a pretty awesome team going on there. But like in your products, like how do you like to showcase yourself and your personality and your beliefs into it. Yeah, I think it comes down to at the core, we were always raised to to never half-ass anything. And that's really what we're putting into each and every product that we manufacture is we're not in it to make a quick buck. What we want to do is make an impact. And the way to do that is is by making products that we can stand behind. Because one of the biggest things is we have two awesome salesmen here and how can you expect them to sell a product that sucks? Yeah, yeah you know? that's hard. And, it's a hard the, job, man. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's a sad job. So one is we want to make a product that sells itself, that people talk about, that people want to post on Instagram or want to ask for Christmas. And if we don't do that, if we cut any corners, then that shows who we are as a person. And that's just not how we were raised. So every product that we make we ensure that it's the highest quality that we possibly can. And that's how I feel like we really promote this business and all of our products is because we just don't cut corners. Like I've said before, if you've never seen the products, it looks, there's no cut cut corners on those things. Like it is over-engineered. It is ready to last a lifetime. And you're moving into, besides energy drinks, like you're trying to just take normal things and just viper it up. It's like, I saw your shop fans. Those things look really intense. And you really got into the automotive world too. Like that seems like a big avenue y'all are getting into with all the different automotive stuff you have as well. Absolutely. The main thing that we're seeing is, like we mentioned before, we're just trying to find areas, especially in like the garage, automotive, welding, fabricating spaces of products that we've experienced in the past have been poorly designed or poorly made or cheaped out on. And we're just making them better. And we're bringing our own twist to it, our own American-made goods to it, our own design. As you can see it, like Dylan was mentioning a couple of times in the past, every problem that our family ran into, we made a solution that was much better than what we were using before. And that's essentially what we're going to do with any products moving in, in the future is if we see a problem in the garage industry or or room for opportunity of improvement in a product, we're going to make it better and we're going to make it, we're going to put the Viper brand behind it. What is like the biggest project? If you had a dream of the biggest thing you could start building, what would that be? Like as in a product to sell or just like something cool? Just something cool. I just say if, what y'all, it seems like your family, if you have a dream, you make it. So what are some big things like you would dream of making one day? Because it seems like it would happen. We always wanted to make a tank, something with tracks. So there you go. It's like, holy shit, no, for real. We always wanted, like, I've always had a fascination with tracks. It's just uh, such a simple mechanism, but yet so effective. And uh, that 
I see it all the time on the internet. I think it's called the ripsaw or whatever. But I think making a machine like that, that just is so badass, goes over everything, goes through anything, and something that really catches people's eye. I would love to make something like that. I think that'd be awesome. What about uh, something practical? <laughs> oh, that not practical. How's that not practical? <laughs> That's very practical, if you ask me. Yeah, seriously. Everybody needs an overpowered tank. Yeah, right. And then as far as let's play the practical game, like what what are some things that people might, if this is the inside track to what Viper has coming in the future, like what are some things you, I'll do air quotes, might branch out into in the future? I would say, can't necessarily say in specifics. We have quite a few projects in the work and let's just say majority of them are in the garage space and have been problems for years. But Again, anything that we make, anything that comes out of our facility will be the all highest quality that we possibly can design and manufacture. But yeah, we got we got some pretty cool stuff lined up for 2023 on top of the energy drink as well. So more stuff coming in the garage space also. You got to keep me updated on this energy I I just, I'm quitting okay. Red Bull right now. So I'm very interested because I am trying to get away from drinking energy drinks, but I'm always down to try one. Oh, yeah. The time is coming. It'll be here very soon. And let's say we, it, the idea came about when Dan and I were grow, were in the early stages of the company. We were always tired, looking for that caffeine, looking for something to get us through the next couple hours. And we got sick of the same old stuff that's on the market. So, oh, dang, you got the are. can and everything. Here's a can sample. So, taking the Viper branding that we have and bringing it onto a can, essentially. So, right away, you have the troops at Iwo Jima raising the flag. Had to bring that in there. Got a nice camel background, Viper Energy, big bold on the side. And I don't know if Dylan mentioned it, but yeah, we have all your essential vitamins and amino acids in here, along with some minerals as well. I can't wait. I, you got to let me know when it's coming out because I will tell people all about it because I'm absolutely, always looking absolutely. for something good. And all of our branding too, like I said, is going to be is going to be backed by blue collared workers, patriots, nurses, police officers, and firefighters. Something I talked to people on the podcast quite often about is for years and years and years, everyone's pushed people away from the trades. And now it just seems like there's this resurgence, but it's coming out of necessity. It's not coming out of just like, oh, that'd be cool if there was more people in the trades. It's, no, we need more people to do this because it's something that makes our country and lives work. So please come and do this. Seriously. We talk about it all the time that the whole trades atm atmosphere, there's going to be a dire need for it in the next five to 10 years. And it, it could be problemsome if we don't have enough talent there. Because imagine having your plumbing go out and you have no plumber to call. Yeah, you got to wait. No. Oh, yeah, I could be there in six to eight weeks. It's, oh, dang. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think it's Better find a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and so your dad did just switching gears. Is he part of your company or is he just kind of a oh, you guys need a machine, let's figure it out and make it type of thing. Is he hands-on with y'all or is he more of a mentor kind of guide? Yeah, yeah, he's more of like, a, I want to say, a, cons a consultant and a guide. He's here oh, a couple times a week and we kind of are constantly bouncing ideas off of him. He's bouncing ideas off us and he's he's a tremendous, tremendous resource. He built his own company on his own. He didn't, he did it by himself and who better to have in your corner than somebody that has done it before? And that has experienced the same things that we're going through right now and can offer his guidance. So yeah, he's still a 
super important role uh, to us and the company. And we're fortunate to have somebody like that in, in our corner. So it's just, it's awesome. And we're, as a family, we all get along so great. So besides... Seems like it. Like, <laughs> seems like, like me and my sister, we get along pretty well. I know how the sibling dynamic works on camera might be one thing. <laughs> That's the thing about us too, is we're just always raised to not take things personal. You know, if you got a problem or you have something on your mind, you know, shut the door and let's talk about it and get it over with. And then, you know, we get laugh afterwards. So that's, that's pretty cool. much how we operate. Let's just keep it a clean slate. Let's never hold anything in. You got something to talk about? Let's get it over with. That's the way it should be. And I have a, I'm the same way. I try to just talk things out with people, but it's hard. Like people don't like to just talk, but I love right. to talk if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> You got the good, you got the best job for it. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty great job. And then last thing I wanted to ask is, so first off, where can people find all of your products? Yeah, you can find us at viperindustrial.com and that's V-Y-P-E-R industrial.com. We'll not sure when this will be airing, but if you're listening to it and it's past May, you can go to viperenergy.com and that's V-Y-P-E-R for the energy drink as well. It's coming out or in can, May. Coming out in May. Oh, dang. Yep. I can't wait. So you can also follow us on social media. Our Viper Industrial URL or tag is Viper Chair. I mean, that's V-Y-P-E-R-C-H-A-R. Viper Energy is obviously Viper Energy. That's awesome. And then do y'all do, besides the company and everything, like do you all weld and fabricate? Like are you welder fabricators? Anything like that? Yeah, I'm a tinkerer. So I tinker around with everything. A lot of home remodeling projects. I can mig weld pretty good, but I'm not a TIG welder, not nearly to the to the quality of the guys that we got here. But oh. hopefully someday I can really hone in on my skills and stack some nice dimes. At least you have a nice chair to sit on while you're learning. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we got about six, seven welders out there welding all day and they're sitting on the Viper chairs for over a year and a half and they still look beautiful. They still love them comfortable, no back aches. And just one thing huge too for employers is liability. So having a comfortable chair for your employees to sit on uh, that's sturdy and has a wide base that prevents tipping is great for preventing any injuries. Like we just had one of our photographer and videographer, Sam drove down to Chicago to, to interview a guy that was just working in his garage and tipped over on a cheap chair and cracked his head open and had to go to the emergency room Spent over, I think he said like $30,000 getting his head fixed when he could have spent 500 bucks on a, on a shop chair that wouldn't tip. Yeah. I was about to so, say that's a lot. Chair from y'all is a lot cheaper than a workman's comp. Absolutely. File. <laughs> so you yeah, had taken it on a larger perspective of, you know, corporations. If you have even one to 25 to hundreds of people sitting all day and they're rolling around on those tiny little casters, the room for injury is tremendously high. I feel like you fit well in the medical industry too, just because there's people sitting on those chairs rolling around. I feel like they would yeah. be a lot happier on one they knew wasn't going to tip over. That is one one area that we want to tap into more is the medical industry. I haven't quite yet, but we're getting there. You just got to, if I know, so I might have people that I could connect you to. That are in the, I don't know, I, my dad used to work for a bunch of, he worked for a pharmaceutical, or like he worked for Siemens Medical Solutions. They yeah. make like CT scanners and all that kind of stuff. So I could definitely try and see if he knows someone that would even be able to put you in the right direction. But yeah, that'd be, I can't make any promises, but <laughs> I will do my best. That. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that's awesome. I really enjoyed just chatting with y'all. And I had no idea about the energy drink. That's pretty cool. I know that people in the welding world will be really excited about that. I know in the music world, too, people are always drinking energy drinks. So I, I will definitely tell people all about it on both aspects. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And as far as, so if someone did want to order one of these chairs, what is the turnaround time for these? So I know lead times are about five to seven days. We just made some dramatic improvements to our, our process out in the warehouse, working on getting lead times down to, we, our goal is next day. We want to be able to, to ship and print in one day, but no guarantees on that. We're doing our best to get there. But yeah, lead times right now, about five to seven days. Custom logos, like if you, you can do like your own custom embroidery on the top seat. That takes a little bit longer, so that's about two to three weeks. Dang. Man, I had no idea about even all of that. I didn't <laughs> know. I could get it all custom to me, too. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. businesses, like, we got a lot of detailing shops, welding shops that have 10, 15 guys working for them, and sometimes they'll get their own little name on it, too. That's so awesome. you can put your name on your seat. And just one thing I didn't ask, where exactly are you based out of? Like, where's your whole manufacturing, like, manufacturing done? Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, cold. Cheese heads. Cheese heads. Yeah. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play again next year? I think so. I would hope so because they're trying to build a solid team for him. So if they're, they got a good foundation there, he's got the receivers he wants there. Everything. So I hope he sticks it out for a couple more years. But on the flip side, too, I can see how they would maybe want some, want some new blood in there as well. Personally, I hope he gives it another year or two. But... I guess we'll see what happens. He's a great quarterback. Great quarterback. Y'all have been lucky up there in, in Green Bay. We I'm, have to keep him around. I grew up in Colorado. I only had John Elway was like the best quarterback we ever had in Denver. And that's where I'm from originally. And ever since then, I mean, we got Russell Wilson and then that just turned out to be real fun this yeah. year. So this has been fun. I've really that's enjoyed it. Been, where I are you located? Love, of? I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina. North nice. Okay. Yep. It looks sunny there. I was wondering what that. Oh, yeah. No, it's nice and sunny today. It's been in like the mid 40s, but at least there's been some yeah, sunshine, yeah. which has been nice. I know. That'd be well, nice. How cold is it up there with y'all at? Not bad right now, but it's supposed to be down in the lower teens, single digits next week, which is going to suck. Well, that'd be yeah, fun. She's going to be shoomy nippy. <laughs> but it's been cloudy. It's been cloudy for the last 45 days. That's what do you have to stop taking? Vitamin D pills that you know you got, you limited the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got to get outside every once in a while, but yeah, dang, I've really enjoyed chatting with y'all. This has been so much fun and I hope y'all have a great day and anytime I can ever help you, please let me know. Right on. Cool. Thanks, Paul. Nice to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, shoot me a message on the Weld app and let me know what kind of topics or people you would like me to have on in future episodes. Also, if you're trying to score some new equipment and swag, every month there's a mystery box of surprises given away to a lucky premium member, so make sure you don't miss out. I'm Bo Wigington, and until next week, we'll see you out there.